flat is a state of mind. Get to know the people, science, and stories that make the Kansas outdoors more than flyover country. This is Flatlander Podcast, presented by the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks and the Kansas Wildlife Federation. What I see on my dirt is undescribable as the Bible. Hey all, welcome back to Life in the Flatlands. I'm one of your hosts, Tana, and this week I thought I'd take you all along on a little adventure with me. I'm in the field, cozied up in a cabin at El Dorado State Park Lake, getting ready for an adventure of epic proportions with some fellow Flatlanders that I'm proud to call friends. This group puts the rubber to the road when it comes to recruitment, retention, and reactivation efforts, focusing primarily on women and girls. They help build vital connections that set the stage for the all-important social support necessary to adopt new activities in the outdoors. As an adult-onset hunter myself, I can attest to the power of learning alongside such a diverse, passionate group of women dedicated to fostering the growth of safe and ethical female hunters and conservationists of tomorrow. With that, it's my great pleasure to introduce you to Wilderness. Wilderness, welcome on, ladies. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. <laughs> you. This is so much fun. It's uh, It's been a while since we all got together. Yes. I think the last one was virtually, so since we talked to you on Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. When she goes outdoors. Yeah. So I'm joined today by the gals who kind of call themselves the core four of the Wilderness team. So um, ladies, would you each take a moment to introduce yourselves, give us a little background about you, and then tell us the role that you play within Wilderness. I'm Jess Rice. Um, I am the current president and director of media relations for Wilderness. Um, Essentially, I kind of plan events and uh, work on recruitment through social media and other ways to advertise. Awesome. I'm Jess Baines. I am the current vice president and the director of risk management. Uh, My role here is kind of uh, the footer. I go wherever we need uh, support and I make sure all of our events are run safely. She's our muscle. (laughs) (laughs) I am Alex Mosman. I am the treasurer. Um, Yeah, just lots of paperwork, fun stuff. (laughs) uh, Also helping out with events and wherever I can be of assistance to the crew. And I'm Sharinda Burtz. I'm the Director of Community Affairs and Secretary. I am also the I'll do it. So if it's <laughs> a new adventure and I'm a little bit curious or we have some women that are hesitant, I'll like to test out the water for them and show them if this old gal can do it, y'all can too. Come on. I love that. And you guys have pretty diverse backgrounds in hunting yourselves, right? Will you go around and talk about like kind of your introduction into hunting? Did you grow up hunting? Did you get into it as an adult onset hunter? Uh, Yeah. So I actually started, um, my family was really interested in the outdoors. Um, My dad and my mom were both um, extreme well, I, you know, for be- lack of a better word, they're kind of hippies. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we, we camped a lot and there was just a deep appreciation for nature in general. Um, you know, my dad taught us how to turn over rocks to see what was underneath and put them back just so, so that nothing got disturbed under- underneath. And, um, you know, so we were raised with this, you know, real respectful attitude, but he was an outdoorsman, um, a hunter. So he was primarily big, big game, turkey, um, deer, especially, Uh, but most of the efforts when I was a kid were really focused on my younger brother. 
Um, you know, my dad bought him the guns and invested the time in the woods. I got the annual Thanksgiving morning daddy daughter hunt. Um, and that was pretty much the extent of my hunting, uh, as it relates now. Um, my dad likes to say, I'm proud of both of my sons. Like, you know, dad, I I could be a girl who does this stuff too. (laughs) But, uh, you know, he, he likes to joke that he created a monster, which, you know, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> what about you, JB? Um, I actually started, I was raised by my stepdad and my mom, um, and he was a big outdoors guy, and I got to tag along once in a while. I was always running behind him in his his pants, hand-me-downs that were about eight sizes too big. So um, I got to do that a couple times a year with him, and I really just kind of, it was our lifestyle. That's how we put food on the table. Um, I went away to college, and I kind of fell out of the lifestyle, and I was really missing it, that connection to the outdoors. And I was fortunate enough to meet up with these three amazing ladies and we, we saw a need um, for there to be safe, you know, places for women to come out and express their, their love and passion and develop in the outdoors. So um, we put this thing together and we're, you know, a year and a half into it and um, it's kind of taken over our life. So we get to do what we love all the time now. And it's not just a once in a while thing. It's, it's kind of our life now. So it's, it's turned into an amazing thing. For sure. Yeah, so um, my introduction, I was actually pretty lucky. So my parents didn't hunt, and I was always the younger sister to my brother, who I always wanted to do everything he was doing. So I was the tag along, but nobody actually believed that I wanted to hunt. Um, When I went off to college, I had a friend of mine. She invited me to go deer hunting with her. And that's where it all took off when I got my first deer and I got buck fever. But being able to learn from another female doing it, it just it didn't even cross my mind that I wasn't capable of doing something or whatever. Like she was doing it by herself. She was taking me out with on her family ranch and everything. And it was just wonderful. So after that, I was all in, um, I don't know, hunting all the time, dove, everything I can go hunting with through college. And then I really got into bow hunting. Um, and then I met my husband who, also hunts all the time and I'm lucky that we get to do that together and it's been our lifestyle since then so I've been very fortunate with the people that have mentored me along the way so that's awesome Sharinda um I I have actually not been hunting that long I think I'm I can't remember if it's year three or year four now so I was late to learning how to use firearms, definitely like to hunting. I don't come from a family background that has activity in either. So I had to kind of navigate myself and figure out where my niche was and where to go and find these uh, type of opportunities. So, you know, I met these nutcases (laughs) and they just kind of like, oh my gosh, we really have a new person that wants to go and do all the things. And it's like, they'll show me how to do something. And it just kind of goes down a rabbit hole. And, you know, the more that I get outside and do things, um, the more I just want to do more. And I am also starting to get to the point where I'm kind of going to go do solo things and mentor and get other um, minority and city women interested in going out. And, you know, if they ask me if you go sit in the blind with me, I'm actually like, yeah, I actually might even know what I'm doing. And, (laughs) you know, here we are. And I am still learning and growing and getting other skills as we go. And, these guys don't help. They're enablers. 
So one of the things I love the most about your group, and I've come to a couple events now, and I've had a great time in every one, you guys all preach that you're not necessarily experts in the field. And I love that because you don't have to be an expert to share what little knowledge you do have with someone new. And I think your group embodies that fantastically. So I love that your participants can come and learn alongside you. And that's just so important. Um, Jess, would you tell us a little bit more about the mission of Wilderness? Well, you know... I think our mission has really evolved since we got started. I mean, it was, it was very simple. You know, we just wanted to share this passion and give women and youth the skills that they needed to do anything that they desired outdoors on their own. They didn't have to depend on anybody else to take them. We want to show people that they can so that nobody can ever tell them that they can't. And, you know, it's really evolved um, into like you kind of alluded to just now, I mean, it's, it's a community and it's this, this whole support system and this network of people who share one thing in common. And it's just the love of the outdoors. Um, that that's it in a nutshell. Uh, and we love to do that through these skill building events. That's our, our primary focus is really equipping people with the skills that, that are necessary to make a lifestyle change. Um, and the other thing that we really like is, is giving back, you know, this, it's a, it's a great mission, but it's very hard to accomplish for just the four of us, you know? So having people who are willing to donate their time, their knowledge, their resources, whatever that may be, um, we really like to give back in any capacity that we can. So community service and supporting our network of, of volunteers, um, supporting organizations, natural places, wild spaces in, in our immediate backyard is really important to us. Um, and then kind of, you know, those two tied together, uh, is, is the mentoring aspect of our whole organization. I mean, it's essentially, we just want to pass it on. We want to share this so that we can keep it forever. You guys have adopted an incredible, like better together mentality, working with partner groups to put hunts together, to put your events together, to make sure that you're getting experts in the room, but also also featuring other conservation organizations to make sure that you share the wealth that the outdoors is. So I just want to commend you guys for that. Well, you know, in our opinion, we all have the same big picture goal and it's silly to be working against each other just for the notoriety of a particular organization, um, that that's short-sighted in our opinion. Um, we make a bigger impact working together than we do alone. So one of the, the terms that's been floating around a lot is community over competition. Community is greater than competition. And we really try and keep that in mind. Um, there's no one organization out there that can do it all. Um, one of our greatest mentors, uh, Barbara Baird from Women's Outdoor News told me that. And she said, you know, you just have to do the good where you can do the good. And the good is so much easier to accomplish when you have partners. And it's great how many um, other organizations are willing to team up with us for everything. Even from the start, um, there's been quite a few that we've teamed up with for every single event. And just it's helped us grow, but it also has just helped so many other people reach what they're trying to find and go through us. So we might be able to find somebody that another organization hasn't been able to find, or we might reach, we might reach out to and hit on something that somebody else was looking for in a different organization. We're all trying to find and help people. And if we can do that, it's, it's wonderful. There's so many barriers for women to get in the outdoors. We're just, 
we're just spending time breaking them down mm-hmm. one at a time. We want everybody to feel comfortable and confident. So I think that that's another underlining theme of our mm-hmm. mission is just to make it comfortable for people to go try. That's awesome. So what kind of events do you all put on? Is it a pretty broad range or is it really specific? Oh, if, it's, <laughs> if it's outdoors, we do it. Uh, we have, we've really tried not to pigeonhole ourselves into a, a hunting and fishing kind of specific organization. Um, we've done fur harvesting. We've done, you know, fishing. We've done um, beekeeping, beekeeping mm-hmm. cast iron cooking. We've done fitness classes. We've done horseback classes. Uh, we, I mean, we, anything outdoors, we really, we, we won't say no. It doesn't matter how peripheral because what we've seen is some of these lesser known outdoor pursuits are where women feel comfortable getting their toes wet. So if they see that there's this supportive community there who, you know, wants to sit around and, and cook around the fire with them well, maybe they're a safe enough place that I can try something outside of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really the power of of women is we are really good at talking each other into stuff. <laughs> and Not I'm so good sure. at talking each other out of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and I think you kind of touched on it earlier. Um, we are by no means experts and we try and find somebody that can teach all of us. But us learning as well alongside of our participants has been a wonderful journey. Um we try and help them in any way that we can, but also we're learning too. So they're not doing it alone. So it's been, it's been easy to kind of connect with other women um, throughout the same process. Yeah. It's also been great learning new tidbits of information from the women that, you know, we've considered friends and hunt buddies. And then you discover like after fellowshipping with these women for so long, it's like, I didn't know, that you had the skill set. Why are you not teaching it? And they're like, oh, I'm not any good. And you're like, what? This is great. Or I didn't know you were so talented. So it's great to be able to provide an environment where, you know, women are now starting to be more comfortable vocalizing themselves, expressing what they want, and just losing the self-consciousness they have about a skill and just blossoming and growing with it so I'm, I'm really enjoying seeing a lot of ladies especially in our community just starting to stand out a little bit more and just be their true selves instead of hiding this little pocket of powerfulness that we possess yeah that's amazing Jeez. well um you know I think I didn't grow up hunting I guess and so when I got into the outdoors there were a lot of little gateway drugs that introduced me a little bit so <laughs> We camped a ton when I was a kid, and I absolutely loved that. I'm so thankful for that experience. Um, We were big-time anglers as well, loved to fish. Um, And then that actually kind of was a gateway drug into bow fishing, which was my first experience, like, shooting and fatally harvesting an animal, a living animal, which was something that I wasn't sure if I would be able to come to terms with. And that's a powerful moment for anyone that is harvesting an animal in the outdoors that comes with a lot of weight and responsibility Um, And it's an ethical decision you had to make. But that experience, bow fishing, actually was kind of the gateway drug then into hunting. Because if I was able to come to terms with the weight of that responsibility and with um, treating that animal with respect and dignity post-harvest, then maybe hunting was something that I could get into and benefit from that um, healthy, free-range meat. So I really like the format that you guys have to kind of give people those little gateway opportunities to get into the outdoors. 
Um, I love that everything you do is so diverse too. So it would be easier, I won't say easy, but easier for a group like yours to sit down and three years out, plan every single event you're going to have for the next you know, three years. You guys really take the time to listen to your participants and grow and flex to meet their needs. I mean, if you guys hear about somebody saying, hey, I really wish I had more firearms experience. There's nothing in my area. You guys are on the scene. I mean, it's just incredible. So it's really cool that you guys are able to be that flexible. I think that goes twofold because we've had people come to events and then like Sharna's friend's a vegetarian. She's come to a few things. She came to a hunt. You know, that's not something that that's in her wheelhouse. But because we built those relationships, she came and supported us at another event. So it's kind of one of those relationships with our attendees that goes both ways. I think another unique thing about my friend that's the vegetarian, she expressed that, you know, you never asked me to go fish. And I'm like, well, you're a vegetarian. So she's like, I want to fish, but I just never asked because I don't want to unhook it. And, you know, me and Jess look at her and go, girl, if you want to cast and catch a fish, we'll unhook it for you. (laughs) And she's like, seriously? And we're like, yeah. And she's like, okay, so next time you go fishing, I'm going to go. And it's just, it's just amazing to see someone realize that there really isn't any judgment that you think you may have. If you want to do something, we'll, we'll try to make ways for it to get done. You know, we do what we do because we enjoy it, but we couldn't do what we do if we didn't have people that wanted to learn. So catering to them is so natural because we figure if one person has enough gusto to say, this is what I want to learn, then there's at least 10 other women just like her waiting in the wings for somebody to have vocalized it. So um, it's once the, once the interest is there, the people come, you know, we're not self-serving on purpose. Um, <laughs> we love doing what we do. We love participating and we do a lot of events because it interests us, but there are things that other women want to learn and we just want to give them the opportunity to take charge of their own education. And it's a really empowering thing when they start to do that. And you can see through a weekend event, these women arrive on a Friday and you see the progression of their self-confidence go on Sunday. And it has just like exponentially increased. And that's, that's what we get paid in are those smiles. And, and that that's our return is, is helping them to gain the confidence that they need to be a successful sportswoman. Their wins are our wins. Absolutely. Like the, the clays that got busted today, it was like, I was shooting them. You know, it's, (laughs) it's really awesome to take people out and just see them enjoy new hobbies or put themselves out or just realize that oh my gosh i can do this like i can i can break clays it's awesome or you look on our social media and you see that the four strangers that were at an event are now those four are off doing something else together Mm -hmm. or you know a few weeks along the line it's hey wilderness we were thinking about going to go skip rocks at a lake you guys want to come and Next thing you know, you're off skipping rocks in the lake with them because they wanted to do it. And it's like, you know, they were they were pretty cool to hang out with. Let's just go hang out with these ladies and skip rocks. And I, I love that. I love seeing the connections and you show up at events later and realize, hey, you were at the last event. And then you hear them planning to go attend something else that's not even wilderness related, but maybe with another organization. And you're like, yay. Because then you know you've inspired them. 
to continue. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if they do it with our organization or any other organization. Like we said, it's just important that they get out and, and they're trying new things. And we just want people to go outside. And I think you actually had a connection with um, one of our participants at our dove hunt, uh, Amy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And y'all actually went out um, together after our hunt and made that connection. And we're able to continue doing that after yeah. our event. So yeah, you helped really her cool. harvest her first year. And that just builds so organically. And I have to give a shout out to Amy. So um, in her second year of deer hunting, she went out and got private land access to go hunt deer. Um, in the area where she lives, she's kind of out in Northeast Kansas area. And that's a hard area. I mean, highly populated area. It can be hard to get private land access out there. And so now she's going and doing that. She's putting that meat on the table. And that's a connection that started with you Mm -hmm. all. And now her kids, she's taking her kids. So it's not even just, it didn't stop at Amy. She passed it on even further. And in our mind, that is a wilderness woman. Mm -hmm. You know, she doesn't just take, she gives it back Mm -hmm. to somebody else. And we just, we couldn't be more proud of Amy. So Sharinda, something you alluded to earlier was that the barriers for getting into the outdoors can be different for a lot of different women. And I think sometimes within the R3 community, we're guilty of lumping people into groups and saying the equation for getting women out is this. The equation for getting people of color out is this. And um, you guys are actually in the field collecting data on all the small components that really make that possible. And most of the time, it isn't one thing. So what might be really appealing to a woman that needs a weekend away from her kids to recenter herself and find her confidence and find her own, um, you know, persona again is completely different than maybe a young gal out of college looking to build a new network and she wants to bring a couple of her friends with her. And you guys do a great job kind of catering to all audiences there. Oh, we, I'm glad to hear that. We, we recently had a dad bring his, we invited a dad to bring his daughter, um, to one of our events. And I talked to the dad over the phone and I was like, you know, Hey, why don't you come to one of our events? See if you mesh well with our personalities. See if your daughter meshes well with our personalities because he's interested in us mentoring, um, his daughter, what, nine? I thought she was, yeah. Nine yeah she's ten. about nine years old to learn how to hunt. And, you know, as far as in case anybody wasn't aware, I'm black and the father's the father's black, his daughter's black. You know, we you know, it's like, come come fellowship with us. See if you like us. You know, we may not wilderness may not be the partner for you. And they came, they enjoyed themselves. And he's like, you know, I'm going to talk to her, get her out into the range a little bit. And then next time you guys have your hunter program. I'm going to sign her up for something. And that was like a touching moment for me where I felt like, look, mom, I made it. It's like, we actually got someone to come out from, um, you know, urban community. And they're like comfortable enough to trust us with them and their child on the next step in the outdoor journey. So that's pretty special. Yeah. It's worth celebrating. Mm -hmm. You guys also, you know, it's one thing for a group to put together leadership that is very intentionally diverse. And that is a great thing that should be celebrated. The diversity in your team came together really authentically. And I think that speaks volumes about your events and the team that you've put together and just the different mentalities that you represent. It really is a home for everyone. That's what we aim for. Our our saying in between us, you know, is the the outdoors is for everybody and everybody. And I mean, we we try and demonstrate that with our leadership whenever we're hosting events. 
whatever somebody's not super successful, you know, in one of the other three people pick it up. So it's really, really great to have a team like you do. Yeah, the diversity works well because we complement each other in, in different areas. And the thing that I really love about us is that if somebody's shining really brightly, it doesn't, nobody else takes offense to that. It's not, we're not measuring, it's not a measuring contest here. You know, I mean, we celebrate each other's successes because they're a group success. Mm-hmm. And, um, when one of us is winning, we're all winning. And that's just the the attitude that we carry over into our events because we don't want the four of us to be successful. It's not our names that we want out there. We just want to, as cheesy as it sounds, be the wind beneath the wings of other women. I mean, I know it's ridiculous, yes. guys. Laugh. Specifically, duck wings. Yes. That's <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so that is a great segue. So tell me a little bit about this event that we're at this weekend. What's the mission for this weekend, and what are we up to? Oh, this is a big event. You know, this has so far been great. We're we're a day into it. Um, this is our um, maidens. Mallards and marshes, yes. a women's yes. waterfowl experience. We really love dun, dun, alliteration dun. when we're naming stuff. You know, this is this is for people who are you know new to entry level, beginner stages of waterfowling to come out and get some hands on experience. Today we went over setting up blinds. We went over firearm safety. We did a big group discussion on ethics that went really really well. Um, we talked about calling. We talked about decoys, species identification. Yeah, yeah. We we just gave you know entry level that some people who are handed a bucket and a shotgun and sent out in the marsh aren't going to get. So we're removing one of those barriers of the unknown, giving everybody a little taste, a little education before we're kind of setting out. So tomorrow morning, we're all going to get up. We're splitting in two groups um, and we're going to go and try and harvest Hopefully a 14 uh, woman limit. The last time we said that, we didn't get any ducks, but yeah, I, I like to be positive. You know, we hope we take everybody out and they can just, you know, experience what a duck hunt's like. And they're going out with a little knowledge, a little confidence, a couple new friends. And and that takes away one of those biggest barriers. Um, going out and doing something new, sitting with 12 strangers with shotguns, that's a lot to undertake. So spending a day getting to know everybody, you know, that's that's really, really beneficial. And that's the biggest reason we have these events. Yeah. And I mean, at the very least, we get to enjoy a sunrise over the marsh in the morning. So it's going to be a cold one. <laughs> we'll see how much we enjoy it. <laughs> Hopefully that'll mean the ducks are fun. Yeah. And we even have like women show up today uh, for the learning portion and all of our conversations that we had. Um, and aren't signed up necessarily for the duck hunt, but it was a great introduction to what a duck hunt would be like. And also we actually had two women that have never shot a firearm before. We got to introduce it to them and the smiles on their face said it all. And And after that, it was just pretty touching. A mom and daughter. And they got to experience this together Mm -hmm. for the first time. And that's really cool. First time they ever held a firearm and, Uh you know, shot it. Yeah, it was amazing. And they were so comfortable doing it. Um just because the atmosphere we had built on the whole day, um, the conversations we'd had. And I thought that went over very well. So, you know, I mean, if we're vulnerable and just admit, you know, we don't know the answers to everything we're learning. It makes it really comfortable, comfortable for other people to say that and to not be afraid to ask the questions, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that is really a benefit for, for women's learning environments, but. That's a good point. And I think, you know, to your statement, Alex, one of the most powerful moments that, in my opinion, we had today was sitting around and having that discussion around conservation and around 
the barriers we've each overcome to take on this opportunity in the outdoors. And we're all so thankful for it. Um, I'm wondering if you guys want to talk a little bit about maybe some moments from those stories that stood out to you or touched you the most deeply. Don't cry. We can do this. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we had a couple women, uh, myself included, that shared some vulnerable stories today um, about getting a, a bad shot or having to track a deer overnight and go home and really sit there with that. And, and we talked about some of the harder sides of conservation and hunting. And we talked about how hard it is to feel that because as women, we have something to prove. Every time we walk out of the house, we walk out with this feeling like we've, we've got to master this. We've got to do it. And it's called hunting, not, not catching, you know? <laughs> um, so, you know, there's a lot more misses than there are wins. And, and, just overall, I mean, a lot of the stories stuck out because we had already in just half a day built a comfortable group where people felt like they could share those stories. Mm-hmm. And we also got to touch on kind of like the stereotypes that go around hunting, um, just in general, like what you feel is the correct thing to do. Um, and there's so many different conversations out there of like, oh, you shot a deer that's too young. Why didn't you let it get older or something like it doesn't matter what other people think. You go by what is legal and what you feel is acceptable in your own self um, and what will make you happy. What what the, what the are the reasons that you're doing this for? Um, and really channeling what kind of getting everybody to expect, like what they're in this for and why they want to do it and what what's going to make them happy at the end of the day. So Absolutely. one of the things that stuck out, I think the most to me and... So this group is probably the closest thing, you know, in groups like yours is the closest thing you can get to putting confidence in a jar and handing it out to people. Even if you're unsuccessful in the field in terms of your hunt, the experience that you have is such a great confidence builder. And I think one of my favorite stories from today was a woman who shared her experience um, hunting with family. And she was taking kind of a gentle ribbing from a sibling about, oh, my deer might be better than yours. And um, she shared with us that she had the confidence to kind of turn around and say, you know, I'm not in competition with you. I'm in competition with myself. And it was so powerful because not only did she recognize that, but she had the confidence to kind of um, stand her ground with family in a way that she hadn't before. And that that really stuck with me because, you know, confidence isn't cheap. It's something that takes a lot to build. And so to have that sort of impact was, it was really cool to hear that story. And I'm glad that that was shared with you guys today. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty spectacular. Anytime you can sash your little brother. (laughs) (laughs) Wins a win. Well, we've got a really big day ahead of us tomorrow, so I don't want to keep you guys too long. Um, For our listeners, I'm going to be taking you along with me in the field, in the blind, to get a taste of the hunt tomorrow. Um, Taste of that hunt, the camaraderie, and of course the conversations that ensue. So stay tuned and join us for this frigid morning we're all going to face, (laughs) and uh, we'll see what we can do. Wilderness ladies, we will pick this up in a bit. Sounds great. Hopefully the smile's on. (laughs) (laughs) Hey all, we are extending the Flatlander family by four. I am on the Maidens, Mallards, and Marshes brought to you by Wilderness Waterfowl Hunt. And um, I've got a couple of the participants here with me to kind of continue telling the story of the journey that we're all on this weekend, myself included. So I'm really excited to introduce you to these four participants. Um, They each have kind of diverse backgrounds in the outdoors and diverse reasons for coming to this event. So with that, it is my honor to introduce Emily, 
Angela, Christy, and Raylene to talk to us a little bit about um, what they hope to get out of the weekend and some of their goals. So, Emily, do you want to start by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about your background in hunting? Sure, I can do that. (laughs) Uh, So, I started hunting 15 years ago, and I came from a huge anti-hunting family, uh, and I actually started hunting with my husband. So, he took me on our first date on a deer hunt, didn't tell me where we were going, and the next day I signed up for hunter safety and started, you know, I've been hooked on hunting. I've been duck hunting for 11 years, but I still really don't know anything about duck hunting because, you know, I'm with my husband, so he did everything. So I just sat in the blind and shot my gun. Angela, what about you? Well, I was introduced to hunting through my husband. Um, I also come from a family who is non-hunters, but very outdoorsy. As kids, um, we camped all the time. We traveled to Montana on a regular basis. And my husband became an onset hunter through um, his friends professionally. And so the journey that I've watched him go on has introduced me um, basically to all of this. And he heard about this organization, um, mentioned it to me. And ever since I've been following their journey and it just was, it made sense to connect, kind of join in because I really felt that um, they were going to provide a diverse arena for women um, to really experience hunting in a different way. So this past year, I've gotten involved with them and it's been great. Very cool. And Christy? I was introduced into hunting for my husband about 18 years ago. Um, I really just went with him. Um, And then here, since I've had daughters, they want to get into hunting and my husband's not a very good teacher. And so <laughs> shout out <laughs> so for them to be able to learn and want to go. Um, me doing stuff with my friend Emily and going and doing lady only things has helped me branch out to do some of those things and to be able to teach my daughters. Yeah, that's really cool. Raylene, you're kind of the guest of honor. You came a long way to be with us today. (laughs) Yeah, I came from Southern California uh, to come out here. Um, I have kind of a different story. I grew up with um, the ultimate sportsman's father. Uh, He taught me to hunt the earliest ages I have of that were four and him bringing home rabbit and walking me, talking me through how to skin a rabbit and showing me how to cook it at four. And I remember this very vividly. And ever since then, I've been very like hooked and sucked into it. And the old guy has taught me just about everything I know, but waterfowl and doing duck has been on my list of of buckets for a very long time. And Sharinda knew that. And as soon as they were releasing it online, she sent me a text message and said, release duck hunt. And I went flying through the house (laughs) and signed up. No questions asked. And I was like, I'm, I'm all in. I'm in. Let's let's go. These gals really have no boundaries. I mean, state lines don't matter at all. <laughs> no, no, everything was booked that night. I'm like, I'm in, registered, book, book flight. And yeah, that's really cool. So Raylene, I'm curious, like, why this event? Surely you could have found something easier, closer to home. I could have, but not women friendly, I'm going to say. I have with majority men there may be one or two ladies here and there that'll join us mainly a wife of someone who stays at camp uh doesn't go out with us and um 
I'm primarily a bow hunter. My dad got a bow in my hand at the age of nine and I was sucked in and didn't want to really do anything else. He would take me out to do, you know, chucker and quail, occasionally dove here and there. So my shotgun experience isn't as best as I would hope it would be, which coming up this year, my New Year's resolution is to make it basically like second nature, just like my bow is. So I thought there's a better opportunity to go out and have an education day and be more comfortable with my shotgun and then get in the blind the next day and learn more. So would it be safe to say that in your opinion, this group is kind of cutting edge in that sense? Yes. Creating that community. And that's high praise because you're quite the name in the outdoor community yourself. (laughs) Do you want to take a minute to plug your brand a little? Yeah, if you don't mind. Um, So I'm the CEO and founder of the Tele Outdoors. Uh, We make hunting apparel specifically designed for women. So made by women for women, founded by women, funded by women. Um, And it's, you know, it's incredible. It's incredible to meet a group that our values align with each other with helping the community. And that's really when we're looking for strategic partnerships and people to to work with, that's really important to us. So to see that it's about the community and the feelings you get about sharing that with your community and helping your community is like beyond. So it, it's it's exciting to be here as a student. So that's really exciting. Um, and getting to bring this back to my co-founders and share that with them. And then finding out ways also how in the future we can work together and maybe possibly outfit some young ladies or ladies and how we can grow together. And that's very exciting. Yeah. This event has really been like kind of holistic in the sense that we've been talking about skill building. We've been talking about ethics and safety. Um, We're even outfitting some of these women. I mean, it's so cool what this wilderness group is doing in um, the broad approach you all are taking. So Raylene, glad you made the trip. Ladies, glad to have you here also as well. Um, didn't have quite so far to travel, but <laughs> equally exciting to have you here. Uh, so Emily, I'm curious, what were your barriers to getting into waterfowl hunting or like, why do you feel like you would benefit from this event specifically? I really want to learn how to get out and do everything on my own. And since I haven't learned from my husband, I want to come somewhere where I am comfortable learning that because it seems like when I ask him questions, He looks at me like, I've told you that a million times. Like, why are you asking me this? So coming here and and learning how to blow on a duck call, for example, I call them my flare tools because I've never been able to blow on a duck call before. (laughs) So now I feel a lot more comfortable blowing on a duck call. Um, Learning why we set up the decoys a certain way is really nice because, you know, I asked my husband, he's like, that's just the way we've done it. We've always done it this way. So it's easier. Our, Our teacher today actually explained it to us, you know, the because of the wind and how they want to land. And so it's, it's a lot nicer coming here and having somebody that doesn't look at you like you're an idiot or doesn't look right. at you. Like, do you have amnesia? Like I've told you this <laughs> so many times. So yeah. And we've had some great instruction from the wilderness crew specifically, but wilderness has also really gone out of their way to vet and bring in some incredible assistant instructors. I want to give a shout out to John, to Chad, and also to Jacob Spear as well. who's a game warden with wildlife and parks. Um, those guys really went above and beyond to help bring us kind of the professional side of some of this information. 
And I tell you what, I ha- I have always thought that duck hunting is so complicated and so hard to get into. And um, I was challenged a little bit today that maybe I was just making that convenient excuse for myself because um, they really did a fantastic job wrapping that up and simplifying it in a way that was digestible to a newbie that's a little bit intimidated by the activity. So shout out to that crew. Uh, Angela, what about you? You know, I think what I love most about all wilderness events that I've attended is how diverse they are and that I know I'm going to walk away not only with um, a new skill set, but it's something that I'm going to retain because of how it was presented. So it is. It's great to be able to spend a day um, not just getting to know who you're with, but to chat up a game warden. I mean, that takes confidence in itself, but then to know that it's not as intimidating when you may have to make that call um, and ask a hard question or say, hey, I made a mistake. It really kind of sets you at ease knowing that these guys are out there, you know, cheering you on just as much as your group is. And um, I really enjoy that I walk away from these events with a little bit more knowledge than I did going in. So it's not just about the hunt for me. Um, I'm looking forward to that experience just because it's something brand new. But um, it's about the community that's being built. It's amazing. Yeah, definitely. And Jacob made a great point too. Um, our game warden that was here representing today about how accessible those guys are. And you alluded to it. Like they're part of our team. They want to see, you know, all hunters and outdoors folk succeed. And so um, our guys and gals in law enforcement really are a part of our community. And sometimes it, it feels like they're an offshoot, like they're separate from us. Um, but they are, they're some of the most dedicated members. And we talked about it today. Um, you talk about people that are so passionate about the outdoors, that love it so much, they want to dedicate their lives to it um, at the expense of giving up some of that time that they would have been spending in the outdoors otherwise, either on their own or with friends and family. So um, you talk about a dedicated group that really wants to see the sacrifices pay off in uh, in the representation of hunter success. So it was great to make that connection with Jacob. Christy, what about you? So I like that we shot twice today and that like it was okay that I missed. Like my husband, he's all about, why didn't you hit that? You should hit that. You're too far in front. You're too far behind. Swing this way. And today it was okay to miss. Get another shell and try again. It's okay. Follow a little more or lean into it more. And those are things that my husband doesn't say. Mm. So it's nice to be able to have the encouragement from other women. Yeah. I'm glad that resonated with you. Raylene? Oh, man. I'm excited to learn more. Like I said, my dad's pretty much passed on what he can. So now it's like, what else can I learn? I also have an eight-year-old son that is now really wanting to get into bird hunting and going. And that's around the age that I started, seven or eight, that I expressed you know interest in doing that. And my dad started me off with, great, you can work the dog for me and here's a call. And so I started doing that with him and I figured it out that the interest of, cool, I get to play with the dog and make some noise is what got me hooked as a kid. So now I have an eight-year-old running down the hall with a duck call at 6 a.m. It's great. (laughs) But to be able to pass this on to him to gain this knowledge and grow on this and build on this and then later on get to take him with me on the ride. And my dad hasn't duck hunted yet. So to get to have one up on the old guy, <laughs> one up on the goat, as we call him, the goat, it, it's going to be great. So 
I get to take him out and show him some stuff now. So that's going to be, that's going to be fun. That's so powerful. And earlier we talked to the wilderness, like core four, as we like to call them. And they talked about creating those pathways in the outdoors in ways that women can come to their events. They can learn amongst like-minded peers and they can turn around and mentor somebody new. The fact that you're going to be able to complete that full cycle and take your dad out is just going to be a remarkable experience. And I hope that you'll share that with us. Oh, definitely. I will. I'll share that with you guys. Very cool. Well, we also talked about with Wilderness, some of the intense partnerships that go into making these events happen. Wilderness does a fantastic job building these um, in that sense of community. They always push that, you know, we're better together, like we mentioned earlier. So I did want to give a shout out to some of the partners that made this event possible, including Sky Panda Outdoors and the Butler County chapter of Delta Waterfowl. These folks dedicated their time, their resources, even their equipment to come out and show these women the ropes. And they did a fantastic job, you know, being in the foreground when it mattered, when we needed their expert advice, and then also stepping back and letting women be the main characters in this event. So that was really cool to see. And, um, you know, I as a participant really, really appreciate their support and the role that they played today. And I'm sure uh, the Wilderness team as well really appreciates that. So Definitely wanted to give those folks a shout. So ladies, as you're falling asleep tonight and thinking about your goals for the morning, other than trying your best not to freeze your buns off, because I'm pretty (laughs) sure 14 degrees is what we're looking at for the morning at about 5 a.m. when we're heading out the door. Um, What are your goals for the morning? Um, A duck. One. One duck. If even if it's one. Um. I'd love to just bring one home. I'm okay with that. I mean, everybody's goals is really a, a full bag limit, but I just really want to have fun. I want to, I mean, the people that I've met here have been so awesome. I just want to have fun with these people. So yeah, we're part of the way there. It's been yeah. a fun day. Yeah, it's been really fun. <laughs> oh, my goal is not to forget to take my gun off safety. Because I get so excited that I'm frame room free it. I did that twice today. Both, yeah, both times I was like, oh, shoot, you know, red means you can fire. So you might want to check that before you get pulled trigger. <laughs> We've yeah, all been there. Yeah. At least once. Definitely. <laughs> Michael, I've met it. I'm here. That was, it's. Suck up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Like, this is what it's about, though. Yeah. It's about being with people that allow you to learn and grow and man this group is it and i met my goal i'm here so whatever happens in the morning it's something i would have never done before yeah oh geez you guys like everybody's <laughs> choking up now <laughs> there's been a flood flatlands. <laughs> oh my goodness wow well uh Gosh, that I don't, there's no way to really put a bow on, on the power of that statement on any of the statements and conversations we've had today. So I I so look forward to the morning, ladies, I wish you all luck. I am so excited to hunt alongside of you. For those of you that are not in my hunting group, I so look forward to hearing your stories. Um, This is, this is a really cool thing. And I'm so excited to have had the opportunity to chat with you tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Well, ladies, the flatlands were a little frosty this morning, and I have to say they weren't quite feeling so flat when we were hauling those decoys and layout blinds up and down that hill. Amen. So, Jess, JB, Sharinda, Al, how are you guys doing, Core 4? How are you feeling? Tired, burnt out. It was a long, <laughs> cold day. Still defrosting. Yeah. <laughs> My toes are just starting to come back. Absolutely. Well, it was a lot of fun this morning. Yeah, it was. Uh, we had a good time. Um, the birds didn't want to play today as well as we'd hope, but we had a great time bonding, and I think uh, everybody had some really great conversations and just had fun. Uh, I think waterfowl hunting also allows that a little bit to be able to talk and interact a lot more instead of being in a deer blind where you're really hush-hush, but yeah, time. This was one of my first waterfowl hunts, and I leaned over to Alex and was like, okay, are we supposed to be talking? Like, I, was, I didn't know what we were supposed to be doing. Um, but yeah, it was really nice to have that social element. That's something that I haven't experienced so much when it comes to hunting, so that was cool. I really like women's waterfowl experiences just because of that. You know, you have the opportunity when there's no birds around to get to know your blind mates and that's it, it really results in some you know very special friendships yeah not every hunt's about a harvest and we really got to get the ladies out and they got to put into play all the skills that they learned yesterday setting up their blinds kind of fidgeting with their calls gun safety things like that so it was uh it was really great to see him go and 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 demonstrate the skills that they learned yesterday yeah and everybody worked so hard this morning i was really impressed with how everybody, nobody stopped. Everybody chipped in, did their part, set decoys, you know, helped with the whole process. And that's really what it's about. You know, we want, we want women to be able to do this on their own. They got, they got a taste of it this morning. So for really me cool. being in New Kansas, I learned some cool ice tricks about how to keep <laughs> yeah. the ice under the other ice. That was pretty neat. Yeah. So John basically like went and we helped him a little, but it was mostly John chopped a perimeter, like a a circle in the ice basically, and then was able to push that ice sheet in pieces under the rest of the ice and create a hole for birds to be able to come and and land in. And that was cool. Chilly work. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Instead of just like chopping it up where it just freezes right again. That was that was definitely a trick I hadn't learned, so that was cool. We saw some cool uh, critters out there, too, even though the ducks weren't playing. Jess, you want to talk about some of the wildlife we saw? Boy, do I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite of the day was the belted kingfisher. Uh, they are such rare birds. I mean, they're not super rare, but um, it's the second I've ever seen in my life, and I'm, I'm an avid wildlife observer. So uh, that was really cool. And we saw, oh, the beaver, the big beaver over there doing all the things. Um what else? Oh, pileated woodpeckers. Pileated? Pileated? You know, the ones with the red mohawk. We saw a pair of those. That was pretty awesome. And then the superstar of it all. Bash. Oh. <laughs> yes. The dog wins it all. Yeah. Yeah. We've all decided that when we uh, die, we want to be reincarnated and come back as a waterfowl hunting dog. Because what a life. Really? Really? Oh, you get oh, to you get all the snacks. Yeah. <laughs> got some burritos. Crawl up in the layout blinds and get all the snuggles. Kept us warm. Yeah. Yes. You get to go get the ducks. Yeah. Or the pretend ducks. <laughs> <laughs> so even though we didn't manage to bring down any birds today, the resounding sentiment from the weekend was one of success and satisfaction. Um, how do you guys feel about your ladies walking away from today? I, I think everybody learned a lot. Yeah, my takeaway was one of the ladies said, and this was her first time duck hunting, 
the next time I would like an extra day and I was mentioning to the, the ladies on the way back home, I was like, you know, she said the next time mm-hmm. and she wants an extra day. That's how we know we've made a difference. I mean, she at least wants to come back and do it again, and we can't ask for anything other than that. And that's on a on a day of getting skunked and it being twelve degrees and super cold, <laughs> you know. And after a day of it being windy, and she wants to come back and do it again. That's really a testament to the attendees we get. Oh my gosh! And that Sky Panda, they worked so, so hard, hard to make this an accept a successful event they worked so hard to try to make sure they set us up to get so and you know i think they were really stressed out about you know we want you guys to enjoy yourself are you enjoying it oh my goodness if they don't get anything they're not gonna enjoy it and you know all the ladies were like oh this is this was great this was fun and even the outfitters were like you guys were actually pretty fun and um sky panda chad um and his wife uh brianna Brianna just looked over at us, um, like right in the middle of nowhere. She's like, you know, this is the first hunt that I've been on without my husband in eight years. And it's all girls. And we were like, really? And, you know, it was just, it was just great all and around. I like the feedback from Chad when he said that, you know, I get skunked on occasion, but I've never had so much fun getting skunked. He was like, I had so much more fun leading this group of gals than I ever thought I would. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of cool elements about this event, and I think we were going to have fun no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> That's our MO. Yeah, yeah. we always do. There's, there's always snacks. Um, this time I had coffee mates, like mm. myself and my buddies next to me. We all had coffee, and it was just cheers all around. Not for me. Mine spilled before we even got to the blind. Oh, no. <laughs> I offered pretty to salty. share. She was, she was throwing a toddler tantrum, and oh. she didn't want anything. She was stomping around. <laughs> That's the reason. So this was an awesome event. Like I said, had a ton of different elements. I think everybody really latched on to something. Um, I was telling somebody earlier, I think this is the first time that I've ever felt like I could go out and waterfowl hunt on my own. Um, I've been to a couple wilderness. This is my second wilderness waterfowl event. Um, And then I've been out one other time and... I feel like I'm starting to get it. And this event really clicked with me, the camaraderie of all the participants, but also just the simplification of that instruction that we received was so, so wonderful. Um, It's time. And other than the bitter cold, you know, maybe I'll be a a teal hunter instead. Mm -hmm. um, You know, I'm excited that I feel confident that I could go out on my own. And I think a lot of other ladies would say the same leaving today. Great. That's what we want. That's, That's why we do what we do. So we're wrapping up and heading home today from the waterfowl event, but what's the next event on your calendar, Wilderness? We have a disabled veteran hunt coming up in January at Benedictine Bottoms Wildlife Area. Um, That will be a mentored hunt. Uh, We have a few hunters coming out uh, that we'll put on during the um, antlerless rifle season. That's, That's coming up next. And then... It's open. 2022 is a whole new game. We um, have some really great ideas. Um, We're definitely going to repeat Go Wild, which is, you know, the whole weekend long, immersive, multiple class offerings event. Um, And that'll be again in September. But we're just really kind of looking forward to to strengthening um, these bonds that we've started to grow and, 
you know, offering more diverse classes. Um, you know, we've discussed so many times that this isn't just hunting and fishing. Uh, we have a lot of ideas for ways to get those peripherally interested ladies to come in and try things with us. So 2022 is exciting for us. It's going to be a good year. Uh, how can our listeners learn more about your organization, register for events, keep up with you online? They can sign up or subscribe at our website at wildherness, W-I-L-D-H-E-R-N-E-S-S.org. We will not spam you. We'll only send you notifications of new events. Or you can follow us on Instagram at underscore wildherness underscore. Or you can follow us on our Facebook page, which is also wildherness. Perfect. Did I miss any? No, you got them all. That's awesome. Well, we'll definitely be keeping up with you guys. I'm sure you'll have um, lots of fun pictures to post from this event to your social media. So if you're tuning in today, maybe go uh, creep on the wilderness page a little and see what we were up to this weekend. All right, ladies, it's been a great time. I know we're all exhausted and ready to get out of here. Uh, Any final thoughts you want to leave our listeners with after this weekend? Um, I would definitely say if you are an outdoor person, extend the invitation to just one person amen Mm -hmm. take someone outside you could change a life and if you're that person that wants to go don't wait to be asked go ask somebody like go out there and do it don't don't be your own barrier to getting out and trying something you might love just go give it a shot push your boundaries a little bit absolutely and if you're scared just contact us (laughs) (laughs) very cool Well, ladies, it's been fantastic being here this weekend. I so appreciate you letting me tag along on this adventure. Um, Tana, the pleasure's all ours. Always, always. It has been quite the adventure. And um, you guys are living testament that flat is a state of mind. Flatlander Podcast is made possible through a partnership between the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks and the Kansas Wildlife Federation. Sound and production by Megan Mayhew. Music by Kansas locals, the Box Turtles. Become a member of KWF for free by visiting kansaswildlifefederation.org. And be sure to follow KWF on Facebook at Kansas Wildlife Federation and on Instagram at KS Wildlife Fed. Stay up to date on all things KDWP by following the department on Facebook at Kansas Wildlife and Parks and on Instagram at the KDWP. Remember, the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks is supported by flatlanders like you through the sale of licenses and permits. Consider buying a hunting or fishing license today to conserve and protect the wild spaces and faces that make Kansas more than flyover country. Country.